the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of August 5th. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Thank you for tuning in. It's uh, it's a busy week, but we all have busy weeks, ebbs and flows. Sometimes you sleep, sometimes you don't. I'm not going to sleep this week. It's fine. I mean, maybe during this podcast, maybe I'll just wind up our guest and let him go. Trust me, it'll be fun. I see his face is all scrunched up right now. The <laughs> uh, truth is, uh, I want to save my energy because I have shows later this week. I'm in Abbeville, South Carolina. I'm at the Comedy Zone in Bristol, Tennessee. So yeah, comedy is back, baby. I'm on the road. I'm very, very excited. Yep. Uh, so, but I want to tell everybody, get vaccinated, get it done, because I want to keep doing this. Get Just do it. I don't care. I don't want to hear any of your excuses. Do it. You're disappointing your family. <laughs> Whether you tell whether they tell you that or not, you're disappointing them. I don't care. We, pretend it's heroin. Do that. Get the needle. Enjoy that. Mm. Use it as an excuse to get off of work. Hold it over people's heads like you're better than them. I don't care because truly you are if you get it. After I kick the beehive, bring in one of my favorite people. You know him. You love him. He's the man behind the curtain. Mr. Brian Baltashevitz. How are you, buddy? I'm well, Jason. How are you? <sighs> I mean, you heard it. Yeah, that's a tough I'm thing pick- to follow, but I agree. Get, get the <laughs> I'm damn picking shot. fights, man. Get the damn shot. Just I'm, do it. I don't normally do this, but I'm picking fights. No, Get vaccinated. Is, yeah. I can't help but think we're moving backwards in this whole thing. We're, we're, yes. We're, this is not the progress that we'd hoped to make. At the, it's just, yeah. It feels eerily familiar, doesn't it? It it's, does. Uh, you know, yeah. masks again. And I don't know. I, I don't want to go back there. No matter what, what are we going to do? Who we, if, if picking fights is what it is, then, then let's do it. I'm not one for, for violence against me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think like, like whatever we got to do, hold people down, put it in their arm. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> well, that's a terrible thought or suggestion, but I'm ready. Well, I think on um, blow darts. I think we, I, I think we, you know what? When they leave their house on the way. To- <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at with this. I this think, is fantastic. I think that's, that's going to be the key. They should start handing them out, out at pharmacies with the vaccine already loaded. Yeah. Chasing people down. This is there's what could go wrong with this? <laughs> that's the best suggestion I've heard yet. Right? That's what. I, How that's do you what not work with the CDC? How uh, is it? Well, the money's not there. <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, you know what? I will say CDC needs to get their act together because there's they're not exactly handling all this very well in terms of their communication. Look at me, I'm hitting hard early, aren't but I? It's, I don't. You are. You're coming in hot. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with you. But also, yeah. I mean, like you know, and and I'm I'm one of the last people to criticize the media, having been part of it for so long. But the headlines, like you know, CDC backtracks on mask. No, no, they're not backtracking. They are reacting to the current situation. It's not like yeah. nope, nope, we were wrong. Get to, you know, hurry up and get your mask back on. It's hey, there's a bunch of people out there who don't have the vaccines. And the numbers are going up. Now we have to mask up again. Right. So, so it's not a backpedal. 
it's an adjustment to the current situation. Yeah, I listened to uh, Michael Schmerkonish. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with you. that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, he's he's a brilliant guy, and he's like he he like cites all of his yeah. the stuff, and he's he's ripping the media, saying this is this is crazy yeah. town, banana pants. You got everything that you're hearing is just not the full story, so it's skewed a certain way. And he's like, they're selling ads, and it's bullshit. Sorry, Michael, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but that's... I don't want to take time away from our guest because, you know, I want to get to the guest. But did you see the pictures from Lollapalooza over the weekend? Oh, in Chicago? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it was tens of thousands of people literally on top of each other. It was an orgy. It was a big orgy there. Yeah, it was a lot of... Yeah, and to see, like, like, you know, to trot out the rotting corpse of Journey... And like modest mouse, <laughs> right? Like why, 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 why? Is there anyone why? more <laughs> susceptible to COVID than Journey and modest mouse? Neil Schoen. I don't even know if he's with, with Journey anymore, but Neil Schoen and Jan Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> right. 75-year-old. Well, Steve Perry's not with the group anymore. But Yeah, it's nuts. It's, the, the pictures were staggering. And again, I mean, they have concerts here. I mean, I don't, you know. Right. Different, no, no, yeah, it's not. But I, it's little, I, I, it looked horrible just on its surface even yeah. even like take away the pandemic it right. looked awful but the just the idea i mean we're going to find out in two more weeks you know yeah I mean, all those people got on planes and went home and, yep. and all it's a it's a it's a super spreader. spreader there it is how do they pull something like that together so quickly well they didn't like, that's the thing yeah. <laughs> well i think about it they 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 knew all along this is not yeah. something they threw together this was happening yeah, this whole right. time and then they made a conscious you're decision right. this will be fine yeah the same, like anything else, there's so much money involved now. How can we possibly stop yeah, this? That's fair. And uh, that's one of the more disappointing parts of it. Probably time for our guest, huh? I think so. Now that we got... <laughs> Follow that, that. Now that it's so happy in here. Look at this. The sun's shining through. We've only been talking about death. I, I'm very excited to introduce our, our next guest. He has been on the show before. And frankly, he should have been back before now. And I, I, I blame you, Brian, actually. Mm, I can take that. Our guest today comes from the world of improv. Open on Manhattan. Ought seven. Um, <laughs> Uh, he began improv at an early age, and he ended up uh, in New York City, where he cut his teeth working with a number of improv theaters, like the famous uh, People's Improv Theater. He was a member of the Pit House team, performed on, on on so many teams throughout the years with so many great improvisers. And it's important to note that he did receive a BFA in acting, Brian. I don't know if you know Ooh. that. Yeah, it's a very very talented young man. I say all that uh, truly because uh, you know him. He he is the co-founder with the amazing Abigail Head and owner and artistic director of the. Comedy Arts Theater of Charlotte, or Catch, uh, as it is, uh, as it's known so lovingly. Uh, I truly can't say enough that he is a brilliant comedic performer and an amazing teacher. I've seen it myself. Uh, you don't want to miss him on stage. He's critical in building a culture of improv here in Charlotte, and we're getting married. So, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Great podcast to Kevin Shimko. Oh, hello. I had to tell everybody about our nuptials. That's yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Uh, uh, should we more, tell them where fine. we're registered? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where would we be registered, uh, do you think? Uh ooh, uh, big lots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hobby lobby. <laughs> <laughs> right, because I agree with a lot of their stances. <laughs> I knew that's why I said that. Yeah. I knew you're a big supporter. Now, full disclosure, yeah. as, we, as we get going here, I took your level one class. You sure did. Now I'm a professional improviser. Nope, that's not how it works. I'm, nope. I'm like a black belt. That's <laughs> yeah, what they said. There is no belt situation. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how the... 
I think you're a salmon belt. I've been doing it you're 17 like years and I'm still not a professional. Really? I don't think the thing exists. <laughs> they told, I got a certificate and everything. You did get a certificate. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I it, printed it at a FedEx. You store. did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not accredited. It is. It's on my fridge. So it's as real as it's my on a mom, lot of people's whatever. fridges. I have one myself, actually. <laughs> that you gave to yourself? Well, uh, my co-founder, uh, the co-founder, not my co-founder, the, the other co-founder <laughs> of Catch gave it to me when I took her class. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. That's where they belong, right? Yeah. You know what? Speaking of fridges, you're on my fridge. Come on. You are your little postcard with uh, your. Got to say little. You got that feels good yeah, every time they, like, you know, you, you know, your little postcard from your co- little comedy okay, show. Your huge <laughs> girthy postcard right. is on my refrigerator. Listen, is that better? That's more like it yeah. actually. Yeah. That, that feels good. Sure. Yeah. It's on my refrigerator. It's really nice. I need to get a picture of you on my fridge. How do we, Let's how do, do we do that? Easy. <laughs> if only someone has one a of camera. our wedding photos. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Before uh, any, people stop lift, listening, um, wait, what? They listened when you were talking about <laughs> stop listening when you were talking about vaccines. I think. <laughs> yeah, some of them. Yeah. Well, they they weren't the ones we wanted listening anyway. That's oh, damn! See that? See, I am coming in hot today. Yeah. But I want to say it's not a coincidence that you're here uh, because we're going to get into it a little bit. We don't have to start now, but I do don't want to bury the lead. The most important thing is that the great uh, the theater is officially back open performances are happening right as a friend right they are <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes yeah uh, yes. we reopened two weeks ago yeah yes yes we did that's fantastic yeah so that's i i just want to bring that up just Thank with you. everything because you know all the performance venues and gigs and and all that they went away and yeah. and you survived yeah 16 months without a show yeah we did some virtual stuff which you know wasn't all a nightmare, but you know, it obviously wasn't what we signed up to do. And you know, some of the some of the virtual classes and student shows we did were successful, but there's just nothing like being in a you know having that live audience there for for what we do. So to be able to yeah. come back that that weekend we reopened was really special. So yeah, it's sold out, right? Yep. I mean, we're limiting capacity. We're mm-hmm. asking our audiences to wear masks. We're trying to all of our performers are vaccinated. Just trying to do it safely so we can. Sure stay open that's right. the big thing but yeah we've got um we've got improv shows coming back we've got stand-up shows we've got a number of mm. things on the calendar already so that's very fantastic it's catch.theater is that the yep catch.theater no.com look at that how'd you manage that we bought dot theater really no <laughs> those domains i'm a, exist. such a sucker if i was on a cartoon i would turn into a lollipop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it is Catch Dot Theater. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how Abby pulled that off. Yeah, my co-founder, if you remember from <laughs> before when we were talking. But uh, yeah, Catch Dot Theater, or you know, you find us on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Right on. Well, that COVID shut us out. COVID hates performers like a dad from Dead Poet Society. I just wanted to get that out. Are you sure you wanted to get it out? <laughs> Kinda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would you like to take it back? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not editing. It's okay. staying. Oh, that, COVID funny. hates performers like a dad from Dead Poet Society. Who's also the dad from that 70s show, yeah, right? Red. Red? Yeah. yeah. That's the guy. I thought it was worth it. I don't mind going back to it. Hmm. So uh, talk about, I mean, you know, everyone's tired of the pandemic. I get that. But mm-hmm. I mean, so you guys, you went, you shut down fairly early. Yeah, we shut down March 13th or whenever the day was for Charlotte. You know, when they announced it, we were like, all right, we're done. Bye, everybody go home. Bye. Also, you're still going to owe all the money. (laughs) Right? No. Oh, no? No. You were like, I'm not paying shit. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant the people that bought tickets. (laughs) Yes, we still had to pay rent and do all that stuff. 
yeah, I, we were very lucky to still be around. Yeah. I know a lot of businesses are not as lucky. So we worked very hard and, and did what we had to, to, and we're very thankful for the community and like got a couple grants that helped us, but uh, it's certainly been tough. And I remember that, I mean, there was, a, you're right. There was a lot of work you put into getting the grants and, and none, this stuff isn't easy. Right. That's the thing that I, I feel like so few people uh, have talked about during all this is applying for these things and staying on top of it. There's literally millions of people doing the same thing. So yeah. it's not a, it's not an easy thing to do. I, I know it was a lot of work. And there. trying to stay relevant, you know, cause sure. people get tired of online stuff and the art form itself is not really conducive to the virtual platform all that much. So yeah. it's just like, how do we keep our performers engaged and how do we attract new people? I mean, I, I definitely feel like people fell off and rightfully so. I mean, I have no ill will towards them, but it's like, how can you stay engaged with something yeah. that's not really all that active? So in a sense, we're, we're, you know, we have to, we have a foundation to, to, to build further on, but there is kind of that sense of rebuilding, like, when we closed down, we were selling out most of our shows and our classes yeah. were, were filling up. And now it's like, oh, our shows aren't selling out right yet. You know, I mean, yeah. our classes are doing pretty well, actually. But, you know, we just know we have to keep at it, you know, to build back better. <laughs> <laughs> be best. <laughs> That's whatever you do moving forward, be best. <laughs> now, the, as if the pandemic wasn't bad enough, there was some drama at the at the club during the pandemic, wasn't there? Oh, so much. This past year has been a nightmare. <laughs> this was one of the craziest things ever, right? Like, yeah. And I can't remember when it was. Which like, one of my... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Right, which, yeah. Because a lot of... <laughs> Other shit happened. <laughs> uh, you thinking on a personal level? A personal yes. level has been real rough, uh, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, <laughs> Nothing wrong here. Move along. So in our previous space, because we're now in a new space, which is also exciting because it's beautiful. It's twice the size of our old space, and we have like green room and a lobby and a kitchen. It just sexy. feels like a theater. Well, yeah, it is sexy. Yeah, now that you say it. But our in our previous space, it was in November, and I got like a, a text at like. 10:30 at night from Abby saying you need to call me and uh, that's that's not the text you that's, want that's, no that, that's nope it isn't yeah, you need to call me yeah. that's some scary business and then that. she said it's like about the theater and then I called and and then I saw some other messages that a car had driven into our theater <laughs> That's how much people loved improv <laughs> right. at Catch. They couldn't get enough of it. I think they saw the sign that said Catch and thought we were talking to the car. Like, <laughs> it's like it was a, safe. Yeah. They're like, oh. oh, yeah. Nope, drove right in. Just <laughs> smashed through the front facade. Broke our like refrigerators in our concession area. I mean, there was just shattered glass and the, the beams, bricks. And, and yeah, the bricks was, were all over the – I mean, yeah. it was – it was just, I mean, this is a weird thing to be thankful for, but, you know, because of the pandemic, no one was there. And if somebody was there, they would have been, well, it would have been, it would have been very, very, yeah. very uh, injured. The the photographs and stuff were, were pretty dramatic. They, yeah. were, they devastated the whole front of that thing. And you're right. There's yeah. people, two or three people who stand literally where that car hit. So yeah, sometimes yeah, it's that you scratch your head. You're like, well, maybe there's some reason why. No, there's, there's no reason. Oh well, yeah, the last eighteen months were specifically. So <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> Non-believers. All I hear is no yeah. such thing as karma. Nope. No. Nope. No. Not Sh wouldn't, shit wouldn't, happens. Wouldn't. <laughs> That's the karma. Yeah. That's oh, <clears throat> that. Shit but. begets shit. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone write that down. Make a meme out of that. 
I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you a happy guy? Let's let's dig into this. Ooh. <laughs> Dramatic I'm happy. Pause. I, 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 well, I got to be a fan acting. No, I'm I'm happy to be here right now. So that's good. Right. You, you have to give it more than a couple seconds of thought. Yeah, that's usually. Am I happy? Am I? Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a you know I don't. It's not a simple question. <laughs> it's for, layered for it's some of us. <laughs> is anybody really is happy? really happy? That's right. I'm like a puppy. I'm just running around the, the town it, like a puppy. I have no idea what's going on, and it's amazing. Right. Oh, yeah, the ignorance part. Yes. Because I don't have oh. that. Mm. You need that. Like, I do need it. I do. I really wish I was ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> How do you turn that into, into a funny improv, then? This is one of the similarities, maybe, with uh, stand-up and improv taking, or maybe I'm just sort of just spouting off right now. Is there something to be derived from in your life that you take to the stage something sad to make funny something tragic to um, turn around or is that not really how it works i think it's i think it's partly how it works i would i would not be in that camp that says that's the only way it works i think you sh- if you're a good performer who's emotionally intelligent and aware of your you know your experience and your emotions and your trauma and the good things you know i think you should be able to bring all of that to mm-hmm. the to the stage and to your performances or, or characters, so like a, like a black belt would be able to do that. Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get him to admit that that's a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a thing. I uh, that's I find that that's good. That's good. There's yeah. a there's a quote that I you probably told me uh-huh. about the uh, when asked how do you become a good improviser and, right. and take take over because it's live, oh, yeah. live it was, your life right uh, yeah. yeah T J Jagodowski from uh, Chicago improviser and actor. Part of TJ and Dave. He's in the Sonic commercials. Although I haven't seen him in a, there in a while, so I yeah. hope he's okay. Or he's probably okay if he's not eating Sonic anymore. Unless, <laughs> is Sonic your sponsor? Is there, I don't okay. think so. Is it? <clears throat> oh, I thought he nodded yes. I was like, oh, oh that's, how am I not eating there? <laughs> no, I was, I was yes ending. Oh. And, yeah. oh, good. You're learning. Good. <laughs> I learned a lesson last week. Uh, right, you're yeah. now a black belt. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's too easy. No. What? Yeah, he said in an interview, like, the question was, what makes a good improviser? And he just started saying, like, you know, uh, get your heart broken, get a new job, you know, fall in love, read a good book. It's just you you want to be able to live, you know, a life full of experiences that you're then comfortable enough to access in the moment when you do improv. So to me, improv is all about accessing your full, true self in the moment. So that includes the good, the bad, the weird, the funny, the random. It's all of it. Right, right. That's yeah. That's amazing. I actually refer to that somewhat regularly. I, that that for some reason struck a chord with me. That that because I you know co- coming up with new material to me is the hardest thing as a stand up comic. Yeah, uh, it, that to me is always a incredibly difficult thing. And when I heard that, that just was this thing that co- constantly rings in my ear. It's like, oh, right, you got to go go do things. Right, you go do things. Now, you're just going to one, you're just going to be an active person and that's going to be, you know, healthy. And the other is going to, you're going to get material out of it. Right. So. It's, I, I would imagine it's, if I were to just say to you, <laughs> write stand up, it's <laughs> like that doesn't work nearly as much as you being out in the world and observing things and experiencing things. Right. So yeah. it's the same thing. I mean, people need, should know that you have done stand up before. <laughs> Six times. <laughs> I would love to do it again. You, but We are absolutely going to make that happen. Nah. I took two of your jokes on stage. <laughs> yeah. And they, one of them was pretty mediocre. <laughs> if I remember these correctly. These are jokes I wrote when I was 18. So 
a lot of substance to them. Oh, so much substance. Uh, I, I don't, great. I don't know why, like I consider myself to be a pretty funny person, but I, I, I just, I feel like I need that other person for me to respond to. Mm. So I think yeah. empirically you were a funny person. I don't think it would be impossible to say that you're not a funny person. So I just think it's a, you know, it's a, just a shift that, you know, look at it a little differently. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Do so any of time. us have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> any of us really have time? <laughs> what is time? Yeah. Time is a construct. <laughs> Here's that BFA of acting that's yeah. going to be coming out now. So what uh, so did you 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 started improv at like 14 or 15? 14, yeah. 14. Okay. Thanks mm-hmm. for clarifying that. Was, uh, September <laughs> the year I was 14. <laughs> at at a, a high school? Did they nope. have it in school? I did it uh, here in Charlotte, the Charlotte Comedy Theater. Oh, right on. Yeah. So they used for getting drunk with the improvisers. At well, they were. And I was, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, not not all the time, but, you know, yeah. I mean, they were all adults. I was the youngest one and wow. just kind of dropped off by my parents <laughs> at this old house on Hawthorne, which is now a bar. Um, <laughs> do they still have their parents of the year award uh, or do they uh, yeah. come and take that? <laughs> no. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody recently about how grateful I am actually yeah, of course. for that experience. So, I mean, you jest, but I did in fact jest. Yeah. I, I heard jesting. <laughs> you're jesting right now. Well, so you're, uh, uh, I do want to talk more about your improv, but you made me think about that, that you have a, you have an acting degree i mean right yeah um you've done theater you've of, done a lot of debt a lot of <laughs> <laughs> like do a you lot. bring that into all your performances <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's motivation. there it's there <laughs> it's there for sure so if any of your listeners are want to sponsor a young <laughs> <laughs> well not that young but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Well, we were talking about it a little uh, earlier, actually. It's also why I want to bring it up because as you know, there's some new comedians out there who, who have experienced the idea of going on stage mm. and I don't care if it's three minutes or five minutes or 15 or whatever it is where you lose your place. Mm. You don't know what words yeah. come next. And it is a, it's a, it's a frightening, it's a frightening thing. Nobody knows necessarily. And as an actor, you've had that experience before, I assume. Yes. For With sure. your terrible memory I, that I'm somehow <laughs> expecting you to have, but that's, that has happened to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think I think it happens to, I'd imagine it happens to most actors at one point or another. I mean, I, I think you hear them joke about, like, that's what they dream about. Like, if they're in rehearsal for right. a show, they're having that dream about forgetting their lines and screwing up. I was in a, a production of Othello. I was not playing Othello. I just... <laughs> I want my record to stay. I don't want to be canceled. <laughs> not even, this. not even like through a podcast externally. No, like no, without. no, no. I played Iago, the villain in in uh, Othello, and uh, Iago has more more lines than Othello does. And now I, I'm realizing that's probably racist in some way. <laughs> that, <laughs> that the white guy had more lines than the uh, the black guy uh, whose star his name is on the play. <laughs> anyway, it's a really yeah, heavy part. And it was also, um, it was in New York and it was outside. So it was like a Shakespeare in the park situation. And so, and it was, we were doing two plays at the same time. So every other night we would alternate. So we were doing Othello one night and then the next night we would do much ado about nothing. So I had to have, wait, wait a minute, the same actors. Yeah. Oh you had God. two 
plays and you're that is doesn't sound right. Someone yeah. was punking you guys. No, it was it was crazy. Well, and, you and, know that's how a lot of rep. You know that's how a lot of, a lot of it's done. Like in in rep, right? Repertory theater. My hand started shaking. Are you kidding me? That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, but not. To, it's not even. It's not like barefoot in the park either. It's like Shakespeare. So I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming in the original iambic pentameter and all those oh, yeah. things. Yep. So you had to memorize two ridiculously long Shakespearean plays. Yes. And I mean, you say I had to. (laughs) I'm out. Backing out of the room, guys. Yes. (laughs) But I mean, as you're both kind of hinting at, at the difficulty of that, I wasn't all that successful. (laughs) (laughs) So we're at a, we're at a production. It's in a park in Queens. The whole like audience is out on their blankets and whatnot. And I've got my military outfit on. I got a sword and it's, you know, I just gave like a because Iago has a lot of these like soliloquies out to the audience where he's like plotting the whole his whole scheme and whatnot. So I give one of those and I get back and I look at the actor playing Othello and he says his line and it's like my turn and I just blanked <laughs> like completely no idea where I was what he just said froze now, I've been doing improv for a while but Shakespeare is not easy to improvise <laughs> it doesn't lend itself yeah. to <laughs> and uh, yeah uh, and so I just like my heart rate is up I'm yeah, dead serious I'm crazy. pretty comfortable on stage and especially like having improv backgrounds like I feel uh, an improv background I feel like I can handle those moments but I still remember just how hollow I felt on the inside. <laughs> like all of my organs just went out of my asshole. <laughs> and he looked at me and he knew that I went up. And that that's what up. it's. Yeah. So that, oh. that's when you loop, don't know your lines. It's called going up. Like you're, it's like a cartoon. Like your body is, your soul has left your body. Yeah, and I, it's, it's funny. Actually, I, as I'm saying that, I wonder, I don't know if I know the actual yeah. etymology of that. I think it's. <laughs> I'm thinking it's because you start looking up with your eyeballs, like, where the hell's my line? <laughs> Which is, I looked at him and I just, I could, I could feel everything tense up. And he looked back at me and I gave, I remember this moment very clearly. I gave him like a, like a shrug, like, a, I don't know. I don't know. And he looked at me and he went, I don't know. Like, I, I'm no all Othello's lines. I don't know a single Iago line. And so we just stood there looking at each other, and he looked so mad at me, rightfully so, because, you know, it was, it's unprofessional, but also like, I just couldn't find a way out of it. And I, I literally did that shrug as in, yeah, you'd take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> say one of your lines now. <laughs> and then I walked around, I did like a turn, and I grabbed my, my sword, I gave an evil look to the audience, and then I, I picked up again. And it was like five pages later, mm-hmm. so we missed a lot of the important meat of it. But yeah, that was terrifying. Man, a lot. That is I mean, for a good story. You know, ten, ten plus years later, <laughs> right. on a where we're on laughing a about it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, you're gonna think about this. He quit acting tonight. though after that. <laughs> and so, yeah, after that night. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't even finish out the yeah. run. Yeah, uh, Mike, I'm just flabbergasted well, that you had those other shows. Also, how do you get your confidence back for the rest of the show, or do you not? That's a good question. Does anyone bring it up? They're like, what's the? Con- I've never done. I've is it like a no hitter in baseball where like you yeah. just don't talk about it? <laughs> don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't say anything. Don't don't, don't look I, him in the it's eye. So long ago, I don't really remember. I remember that moment really well, but I don't remember what happened really afterwards. Yeah. I think, to my recollection, like once I got back into it, I was fine. But the second, the first time I got off stage and I saw the other actors, I mean, my instinct was to just 
call myself out yes. before they could. Yes. <laughs> uh, guys, did you hear that? And they're like, uh, yeah, of course we heard it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody heard it. <laughs> There's a kid out there. Yeah. who's like, something's wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, I mean, the show must go on. I guess it did. So, yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. Makes me never want to go on stage and do yeah. Shakespeare, actually. But it, that was hard. I really love Shakespeare, but that was hard because it was also outside. So we had to do setup, and we had to like we were in a van to go from place to place, and <sighs> you were in the elements, and it was it was a great experience. But I I don't think I I don't think I did a, a great job with it. If I could do it over, I'd like to see if I could do it again. Yeah, but, yeah, that was tough. I also imagine it being like like working on a movie or something. You are having a universal experience with a large group of people that mm-hmm. will probably never happen again. The same exact group in the same time and place will just will never happen again. And that's right. a that's a pretty special thing. And I have to assume those moments are as as good if not better than some of the great moments, the high points. Yeah, I think I still have friends that I've been in shows with that we will every once in a while like touch base. Like, do you remember when we did this and that shit? Like somebody, a friend of mine texted me the other night and was like, do you remember what happened after this rehearsal in college? And, and I was like, yeah, I do. And you're like, it's a, it's a cool bonding experience yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right, good stuff. Well, it's a good moment to take a break too. I, I'm not ready. You're not, <laughs> you're not ready. You're ready. Well, I forgot my line, so right. I have to get to I'll it. I'll do the commercial. <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> that's all. I, that's all the commercials. Yeah. That's all, yeah. <laughs> Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> Then the car drives away. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to take a break. We're here with Kevin Shimko. And if you want to uh, take one of the improv classes, go to catch.theater online or visit a catch on Facebook and all the socials. And uh, we'll be right back. But first, I want to mention that this week at the Comedy Zone, um, Andrew Schultz is there, August 6th and 7th. And don't miss Tara Brown's Clean Comedy Brunch at 3.30 on, I think it's Saturday, but I didn't write the Sunday. date down. Sunday. Excuse yeah. me. It's on Sunday. So uh, go to cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule and also go to Charlotte Laughs Tonight on both Facebook and Instagram for stand-up improv comedy in various venues throughout the city and region. And we'll be right back. At Ortho Carolina, personalized orthopedic care goes beyond my appointment. Accessible, comprehensive, and compassionate. It's my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BloomenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit CDC.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse because online scheduling saves me time. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Comedy Zone podcast. We're having such a good time talking with the super talented Kevin Shimko. That's me. I love to say your name like that. And I would like to ask Shimko. What have we learned so far? We have learned that Kevin is available for any summer theater shows that are coming up. And fall. And fall. And spring. <laughs> yeah. If you have anything outside, he's yeah. uh, available for that. Also, keep your cars away from the new Catch Theater. Yeah, please. <laughs> or explain clearly the name. It's an acronym, right? It's not a... Catch? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean we will catch your vehicle. <laughs> and also, we can all agree, get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. I, I definitely agree. Did you forget your line? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sorry. Is that what happened there? <clears throat> so we start... So you are a... Actually, uh, can I say something real quick? <laughs> You can slow it down. Just say it as fast or slowly as you like. Because you ended the 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 segment before the commercial or mm-hmm. the ad, mentioning Tara Brown. Uh, yes. Yeah, Tara Brown will be performing at Catch. Come on. Yeah, August fourteenth. We got a, a stand up show, and she's headlining. So ah, uh, that's wonderful. Get your tickets to that night of stand up featuring Tara Brown, Grace Hoth, Kaylee Cutright. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing all these names right. And so Gabby so Moore. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's a great lineup. Yeah, great lineup. Great lineup. All right. Love that. Yeah. I have not performed stand-up on that stage. Just going to toss that out You're there. You're invited anytime. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> You've said multiple times you yes. won't go there. I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I won't do that. I won't go where cars go. That's what I said. <laughs> I don't. Okay. All right. It's a hazard. You're it is a total hazard. Yeah. I'm afraid of it. Over there Your now. insurance rates are too high. <laughs> All right, uh, now you can be. Do you do you have a favorite improviser? I have to admit, when I you know in some research, there's just not a ton of names that I recognize. I've been to festivals with you and seen some of the most amazing live performances that I've yeah. ever seen easily. But do you have anyone that that for for maybe a you know someone who doesn't really know improv as well? Yeah, I mean, I like to watch videos of myself doing improv because I'm really good. I <laughs> want to make it clear this is true. <laughs> <laughs> in order to prepare for this podcast, I watched some of my own work earlier today, just so I could have something to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of friends who I performed with up in New York who I thought were really great. I love performing with Abby here in in, in uh, Charlotte at Catch. Can I can I jump in on that? Yeah, the Fungibles. Yeah, that's Fun- the name of our two person group, the Fungibles. It's a spectacular show. Thank you. That you will describe it better than me, but to me, it's the story that that for all intents and purposes comes out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it just happens. You don't know what the other person's going to say, and it's just two people. It's such a wonderful show. Oh, I thank can't, you. I, yeah, it's one of my favorites that y'all do. Over oh, there. thanks. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah her and I. Um, we uh, it's called Strangers on a Blank, and we get a location or event from the audience and we play two strangers, which is actually kind of a rule of improv that you're not really supposed to play strangers, but we try to prove that as long as you have interesting characters, we could form some sort of relationship. This last, our opening weekend, reopening weekend, we were two strangers in hell. So that was really fun. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, back to your question though. I, I, uh, TJ and Dave are TJ Jaganowski and Dave uh, Pasquazi, great actors and they're Chicago. Great names. They're great names. <laughs> And their two-person show is it's called TJ and Dave. I highly recommend you you look them up. They are, I mean, they're definitely the inspiration for Abby and I, especially in our show. TJ and Dave do like an hour-long improvised show where they play multiple characters and they switch in and out. It's just the two of them. And it's just breathtaking to watch. So I really love and enjoy watching them. I, we did, it was over the lockdown mm-hmm. that 
there was I think there was other people from Catch or was it just oh friends? yeah the Catch Watch Party yeah we yeah. did yeah yeah it I was you were there for it was moment. spectacular yeah. yeah I if if someone would ask me about it I said there's like twelve people in that scene there's like it was two it was two yeah was two people it yeah. was breathtaking honestly yeah. it was like it's such different characters and that you know just everything was so nuanced it was really really yeah. fantastic what uh, what do you have like what are some of the new goals if they're new or not uh, for for Catch I mean anything you're trying I know you guys are doing the the new sketch. Push. Yeah, I'm not so much a, a just put my nose on the mic. <laughs> Get up the wipe it down oh, with yeah. the hand sanitizer. <laughs> Super today. spreader. Right here. <laughs> um, that was my nickname in high school, by the way. No one's surprised. Yeah. By that. I ate a lot of peanut butter sandwiches. That was bad. But it was better than whatever you said. No, it before. wasn't. I don't it even wasn't. remember that's how bad it was. The thing you said twice. Should we play the, should we play I the tape? I don't back? remember. No, no, don't. Play the tape back. COVID hates performers. Oh, no. Like I remember, dead, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a sighty dad. Yeah. Mm. I stand yeah, by Yeah, you really seasoned <laughs> the day on that joke. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Just more of the improv skills that you can see. <laughs> <laughs> Catch. Uh, uh, yeah, the ads write themselves for us. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? No idea. Oh yeah, I don't. I we don't. were talking about TJ and Dave, oh. and I asked about uh, the sketch and oh, what yeah. other things are going to be going on. So yeah, there's some performers at our at our theater who are starting a sketch group. It's called Sketch. Uh-huh. Just put the S in front uh-huh. of Sketch. <laughs> so sketch, sketch, Sketch comedy, and then yeah, I mean we, I think as we kind of get back into the swing of things, we're trying to figure out which performers do we still have. What's the interest level and availability for them to perform in the regular? So we're still not back to like our full operating yeah. schedule. I actually have an idea for a show that I'd like to do that I haven't really discussed with anybody yet. But I'd like to do like like a late night variety show, like a mock sort of version of that oh, at, wow. at the show. Like have guests and do sketches with it. And I actually wanted to talk to you about that. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we can um, talk about that later uh, or right now or whatever. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, it would be tacky to talk about it right now or bring it up. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so so I have an idea for that. You know, I'd like to have, I think both Abby and I have talked about how we want to actually do some scripted work, maybe direct. Yeah. Like mini plays or something like that. So, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. I also like the idea of getting the uh, stand up like you're doing, mm-hmm. getting the stand up and improv world together. I know there's there's this often the let's just say they don't they don't know one another a, as well. A lot of there's a gang war. There's a there is there's yeah. a lot of you know snapping and dance fighting. That's true. Is your only exposure to gangs West Side Story? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> is it? <clears throat> What's your exposure to gangs? <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Axes and knives. And yeah. Filth. Bill the Butcher. Bill the Butcher. Yeah. That's right. Very racist. What I just said? Or? No, Bill the Butcher. <laughs> oh, right. your favorite character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just ideologically, I agree with him, but not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Like no, this. I don't. I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I don't. I don't really remember the racism. <laughs> That's okay. Don't don't remember the. You know what? If I had a message <laughs> for everyone, don't remember the racism is what it would be. Right. <laughs> well, it's fun, man. All right. So, um, <laughs> what are you doing? I've been. I have a question. Oh, I thought you were telling me and to I'm, speak louder. That yeah. if you noticed, the last couple of minutes has been <laughs> well, me I, going. I've been yeah, trying to get your damn attention. <laughs> 
<laughs> by raising my hand, which used to work, um, like last week. <laughs> all I see is this. I'm like, what sign is he doing over there? I don't think you could do that. I don't. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad there's not a don't camera the on us. <laughs> don't for, forget the racism, everybody. Yeah. Ryan, you have something to offer? I do. Thanks, Jason. So you mentioned something earlier about like watching yourself, and I know that you know you were kind of kidding, but like you know how how like stand-ups will watch themselves mm-hmm. or will record their shows to kind of see what works and what doesn't. Is there a benefit to that in improv? Because that in theory, the whole you know conceit of improv is that this will never happen again. So what can you learn by mm-hmm. watching videotape of yourself? Not tape. We haven't used tape in 15 years, but um, <laughs> watching a video. I have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> yeah. at my young age. But what can you learn by watching a video of your own improv performance? Yeah, I think um, you can... Like you said, I mean that that set that show that, that those characters that that those moments will never will never be back. So it's not like you can go back and correct the specifics of what you did. But what you're I think looking for are the form types of things. Am I finding ways to edit correctly? So editing is like when you go from one scene to a next or help your scene partners out or oh, am I being too? Um, much of a bulldozer in this. <laughs> like, am I the one mm-hmm. trying to get all the attention? Am I just going yeah. for the laugh? So I think you can notice some of those sorts of things. You could start to notice trends like, am I really listening to that person? Or again, am I just going for the laugh or going for the, well, I guess, the, like the easy, the thing that's right there versus yeah. Yeah. really paying attention or, or, or being there to support my scene partner? No, that's interesting. Is there anything to do, like, I mean, outside of that, I mean, doing something alone, like, I mean, stand-up comics will write, you know, rehearse that kind of stuff. I guess it probably maybe doesn't have quite that. Uh, this is what I tell, because I have a lot of students and performers who ask that, like, how can I practice this when I'm not here with everybody okay. else? And I say, like, because this is what I do, and it might be why I'm single, is I... <laughs> I do characters around the house or in the shower or in the car or I'll try different voices or I'll, if I hear a funny phrase, like I'll repeat it a bunch of times, maybe in different voices or something. Or like, like I talked about before with like that quote that TJ had, just like living your life. I'll think about things that might've been funny throughout the day or, or something. And it may find its way in. Not that I'm planning it, but a lot of times if I'm just paying attention to the world, it's going to subconsciously come into into the performance <laughs> the other day in that scene where we were two strangers in hell, it ended up being that there was like a video store down there. And I said that the only films that it had were confusing, like Christopher Nolan films and just all of JLo's films. <laughs> and that was all the videos that they had in hell. And I just started naming a bunch of JLo movies that I didn't know I had like access to in my brain. Yeah. And I was just like, where did that come from? And then like, I remembered like she's been in the news and like, she's sure. like, you know, those pictures with her and Ben Affleck back together. And it's just like small stuff like that. I know it's a weird way to tell somebody to practice, mm-hmm. but it's just like, just take things in, take things in and they'll, they'll come out in the performance. If you're, if you're just staying true and present in the moment, at least that's what I think. Character development. Do you have one that you do constantly around the house? Yes, I do. <laughs> that was fast. I do this German, uh, maybe Austrian. It's not very accurate. <laughs> um, I don't know where it's from, but I just talk like this all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love this fun very much. You ever forget it's on and call? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> call your mom. It's Well, she likes it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that one is one I do a lot for sure. Yeah, it uh, makes me want to do it back. Yeah, That's, it's fun. That is. That sounds a lot, yeah, like a lot of fun. It's very fun. It's a very good time. I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> I won't do it. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> I get that request a lot. But, you know, just voices. I just do a lot of, yeah, I just. Since you were little or is this something that's developed? This is just where the, where you're acting in your improv. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot, like the specifics of what I maybe did. But I rem- I do remember like I used to mimic like every Jim Carrey movie and all the voices and stuff yeah. that he did. So I think it was always something I, I did. And now, like I said, I mean, I'm usually talking to myself in some way or trying yeah. different voices out. I like, I, I don't consider myself um, a impressionist, but I do like to do impressions and mm. they're mainly impressions of other people doing impressions. <laughs> so I do a lot of like Dana Carvey and Will Ferrell and, and those impressions. Right. So they're like once removed from it actually sounding <laughs> accurate, but it's fun for me to yeah. do. It's, it's fun for me to do voices. And I think yeah. that's a helpful way for me to just explore new characters. Because we have played around too. Because my I do a lot of John Lovitz. That's so John. John Lovitz is like the that's ba- the ticket. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. see the way it works is yeah. the train moves, not the station. Right. It's my favorite line from any movie ever, uh, and it's him, and he's like an old baseball scout, and he's uh, he's just I don't know. Table yeah. boy, you're talking about Rat Race. <laughs> oh. Wow. The maybe the second greatest movie of all time. <laughs> oh. That's, I don't even know where to begin with that. Oh, that's, that's great. You love that movie. Oh. Cuba's best work. Cuba? Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. And Hoopies. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. Hoopy. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson is in that. And I think Rowan Atkinson is one of the funniest human beings. So Yeah. Is there... All right. So you bring up... Rowan Atkinson is uh, Mr. Mr. Bean, Bean, right? Mr. Bean. So this is just a question I've not asked anybody. Do you think there's a difference between English humor and American humor? And do you... Do people land on either side of that? Can you love them both? Just I think you can love them both for yeah. sure. I, I mean, I think I'm it sure is different, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think so. I think one of the things I I think with British humor from and this is like this has been explored by people much smarter than I am, but there's a probably not. There's like <laughs> for sure. <laughs> there's like a sophisticated silliness to British humor, mm-hmm. I think, and there's something a little bit more sinister with American humor in mm-hmm. a sense. Or like, maybe that's the wrong word, but... There's just such a variety of humor that I think it's tough to to say, but I get this. The sophisticated silliness is an interesting right, I mean, combination like of Marty terms. Python and, and Rowan. Yeah. I mean, they're very... The concepts are so smart, but they're just so... Like, they're so silly and so goofy. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't... I, I think you're right about, like, uh, American... I think it's... There's, there's so much variety in that. Sure. But I do think... Um, if I had to pinpoint something, I would say there's like, cause you think about some of the, the British humor, it's more to me, it's like sophisticated, silly. As how yeah. I, I think it. there's more of a difference between people who like English comedy, mm-hmm. British, British humor. Yeah. The, uh, the difference of the, the people difference who like actual them. comedy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think you could sometimes tell when people were sort of brought up watching that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like I, I can openly, I'll, I'll admit this on the podcast. Wow. We didn't really watch a lot of that. I discovered that on my own yeah, through friends either. and things like my, you know, my folks didn't pay much attention to it. I just don't think they really were brought up on it and gave really cared about it. Yeah. Whatever. Me neither. Really. Yeah. Like I grew up watching like Mel Brooks, Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. 
like George Carlin. I mean, I remember really watching like the Looney Tunes. I mean, it was like you yeah. run all that stuff, you know, comes into your yeah. and kind of shapes who you are, or what you think is funny. Yeah, Elaine Bennis used to make fun of Jerry Seinfeld because all of his culture he got from Bugs Bunny cartoons. Right, right. And I used to always like sheepishly, it was like, oh, me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? mean, we're all just kind of mimicking what we. <laughs> <laughs> right. Raising, he's got a, got a question. question. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> More. Uh, we've uh, got a caller from Schenectady. <laughs> You're on the air. You're on the air, Carla. <laughs> More um, of a comment because I'm older than you two gentlemen. So together my. Or just. What's sing- it? Put together or combined? Okay, yes. cool. My exposure to British comedy came when I was much younger because Monty Python was on public broadcasting all the time late at night. And then there was, so I was exposed at a fairly early age to Monty Python on PBS and then Benny Hill. And then found through those shows, really found Black Adder and Faulty Towers and shows like that. Yeah. Which I'm not familiar with at all. I know the names only. Yeah, um, Faulty Towers is is if you check, I'm mean, super short because there were only like 13 episodes or something yeah. like that. But it is so funny. It's John Cleese plays basically the uh, like proprietor of like yeah. a like uh, a bed and breakfast. What now would be a mm. um, a bed and, and it's just hilarious. Yeah, it's just so funny. But then in college, uh, the Young Ones was on MTV. Now I will say the Young Ones. Now that I'm older, does not hold <laughs> hold up quite as well as it did when I was. Don't know it. Uh, I don't know it. Anyway. As yeah. as a couple of Young Ones, I think we're both don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but check out the Young Ones. Oh, if you, to, yeah, I mean, if you can find it anywhere, it's really out there. Hmm. I mean, it's it's very kind of punk rocky. Hmm. You know, well, that it, it sounds was kind of cool actually. Yeah. Early to mid to late '80s, somewhere around there, but yeah, really very much of the of the, the British punk rock movement. But it kind of doesn't hold up now that I'm a little bit older. But yeah. um, it's worth um, it's worth checking out. And then and then um, absolutely fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> that's <laughs> what they fabulous. sound like. <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> They're always just hammered. I think that's what the word should be. Fabulous. fabulous. It should be fabulous. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson has obviously Mr. Bean is I think his most popular, mm-hmm. but he has. His one man show yeah. is it's so funny. It is hilarious. It is it's brilliant. He just the physical comedy and then some of just like the wordplay. It's just a nice mix of all of that. And I yeah, I'm very jealous of him because mm. I just that if you haven't seen it, I would I would check it out. It's very funny. Yeah, that sounds kind of. He's still at it. I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, his sure opening older, ceremony at the the Olympics <laughs> a couple years ago. Did you oh, see no. that? Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. He was just playing like a the keyboardist who was just playing the like the one note of the chariots of fire, and he was just like looking around as he was just playing it. It's so simple and silly, right. but he's just right. so committed to it. Yeah. And that's that's the type of stuff. I think that's the reason why I like TJ and Dave, or I like the style mm-hmm. of improv that I do, because it's it's the world or the thing you're doing might have some absurdity to it, but yeah. you're just playing it so committed. Yeah. One of the new, uh, I'm going to call it new, and I think it lands somewhere in between improv and sketch, a Chris and Paul, yeah, Chris and Paul show is. I know it from whatever that that show Make was. Make them laugh. Nope. No, uh, just with Star Jeff Search. Foxworthy. And <laughs> <laughs> You're smarter than I yeah, am. <laughs> yeah. It was just, anyway, they had it on last year. They ended up, they want, came in second place and they yeah. had stand up comics, improv, yeah. and they sort of land in this world, they're by hilarious. the way. And they're going to be at the Queen City Comedy Experience. Yes. They have, they're one, of, I think, one of the headliners that's going to have a big show. But that yeah. is a show everyone should yep. see. Those they're guys. great. Yeah. Yeah. September 7th through 11th at uh, Spirit Square. Yeah. Uh, catch students took, um, a, a little workshop with with him, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Those guys were super impressive. Oh, Talk yeah. about the, the, you mentioned it being very simple. I remember watching it on the, on the show where they had even more elaborate sort of set pieces that that I don't know if their live shows will have. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just them in a chair. Right. And it, it just the, the creativity that comes from doing something that simple. Yeah. Is sort of this, you know, this reverse idea of saying that it's that simple, but it's actually, where does that come from? Yeah, that, that that's brilliant. Of, Did either of you guys see the clip from earlier this week, uh, or I don't know, late last week, of British Prime Minister, uh, Minister Boris Johnson fighting with his umbrella at a at a ceremony? Yes. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> it's, it could have been a Mr. Bean sketch. I was going to say, it was, <laughs> yeah, it so, was very funny. It was amazing. Just like it, it was <laughs> great, it flipped it? open, and it's it was the great. Well, after the you have to. It's in my Twitter feed because I. Retweet, it's, <laughs> oh yeah, it's I mean, the greatest thing I've ever absolutely seen. Absolutely, look, <laughs> look at the English Trump. And see, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, the English video. Trump is uh, also a sex position. <laughs> is it? Yeah, right. it's painful for everybody. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but you have tea afterwards. <laughs> it's like it's painful and uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody. Give her the old English yeah. Trump. <laughs> oh, oh. 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 I'm sorry, everyone. Yep, that all felt uncomfortable for everybody. Yeah, just like the English. <laughs> like the English Trump. Doesn't yeah. end well. One finger yeah. or three? I can't remember how that. <laughs> the Do you have any? Um, I asked. St- <laughs> I got Brian on that one. I, I asked a stand-up comic that come through if they have any pet peeves about stand-up. And that could mean the business side or what they do on stage or whatever. I'm certain. Now, this putting you in a position here as of someone who teaches improv. Right. But yeah. you probably have a drawer full of pet peeves that improvisers do. Yes. Uh, can you spit a couple out for us? Sure. And knowing that I work with students who <laughs> are probably not listening to this, but in case they are, hmm. I think that these are natural things to do. <laughs> And it's a part of the journey oh, to learn, you know. Nice. Uh, but at some point, it would be great <laughs> if all, you know, there are a couple things for sure. Like one thing that. Can I have a bucket, please? <laughs> get this, let me get this out real quick before you finish. <laughs> a couple things come to mind. There's one thing, because in improv, you have no props, right? So you're like, sometimes you have to mime things and, and whatnot. But there are improvisers who will like narrate what they're doing. And I just I hate, I just like, well, here, I'm, I'm handing you this thing now. It's just because it's not there. The the improviser thinks they need to like describe what it is right. they're doing, but it's just like, well, I guess I'm going to get up and move over here. And it's like, nobody <laughs> says that. Yeah. Nobody would say that out loud. That, right. right. So that bothers me. Um, Exposition. Yeah. <laughs> the pause before the improviser then goes, so, which means I don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm going to start planning something. <laughs> So that's a pet peeve. Yeah. Part of is, is the plan that you coached kind of out of us. You have to be, you have to be, um, I don't want to say have to be. Like eventually once you start doing improv long enough, I think, especially because we break it down, we have different leveled classes. So when you're first learning about scene work, at least in our school of thought, we want to remove ideas from, not remove, but we want to like, we want to help coach you to ideas are not nearly as strong as like playable choices, character choices, mm-hmm. emotions, attitudes, worldviews, because those characters can be anywhere. But if you come on stage with an idea, that's the only thing we can do. It's hard to break from that. The other, you force the other improviser to say yes to it because that's a rule, right? We mm-hmm. want a rule. You know, we want to say yes to each other. But if you come in with an idea that's more about you, Whereas if you come in with a choice and your scene partner comes in with a choice, then you both get to discover the idea together. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole lot more fun 
And I think it's more engaging to watch too versus somebody coming in and say, well, dad, here we are at the train station and, uh, you know, I have a bad back and your <laughs> mother just left me for the mailman and I am allergic to peanuts. It's just like, right. it's too much. Yeah. Like a great idea. Real fun. Real funny. But like, if you just come in with one small choice. And then you and your scene partner can discover the idea. And I have to, to say, so that's a great explanation uh, of that in the class and the, the class that I took in experiencing the unlearning of everything he just said with a group of people in a room each week. I cannot express how much fun that is. Hmm. It really is. It yeah. was uh, it, it just you're walking away because people come in there who, who are not necessarily their goal to be improvisers. Most of them. That's not yeah, their goal. It, yeah. Yeah. It's like you take you take away from that class things that you use in your everyday life yeah just that that openness to ideas but the but unlearning so many of those things to go on stage and to just just be there with you know one or two of these sort of choices that you've made yeah and kind of let it happen yeah. uh, as a, it, it was such an eye-opening experience and and oh, glad just, to hear that. yeah yeah just it was just so much fun uh, I'm, I'm such a big fan of that thank you that's why i'm a black belt that's not you see you're a salmon belt right that's not no you're not i went back to that yeah back to the well the the well it's not that's how i would describe those jokes well not a very deep well did you put the p at the end welp well what is welp so segue what so what's next as we wrap things up here anything uh we have tara brown show that's coming up we're wrapping up I want to just never stop. <laughs> I like this. This is fun? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're having fun. Cool. I'll be back next week. I remember I said that the last time I was here, and yeah. that was two years ago. <laughs> I know. Well, it's your fault that COVID happened. Yeah. Well, and that, you did this. That's yeah. fair. Uh, what's next, you say? Yeah. So so this is coming out on the 5th, August, August. 5th. Uh, is there something this weekend that people can come yeah. see? Yeah. So tomorrow... Yeah, there it is. Tomorrow, wink, wink. August well done. 6th, mm-hmm. you can see two improv teams. Third place, Brenda, which is our first team ever that we started back in 2016 or 2017 when we first started opening and doing stuff. Uh, so they're like some of our first group of students. Yeah, They'll be performing alongside uh, Sunday Supper, who's another team that's been around in Charlotte for a while. They started at Charlotte Comedy Theater, and so they'll be performing with us. Next week, the 13th, we have SOS Improv. They do like Who's Line style improv, so it's really fast-paced, a lot of games. That show is actually almost sold out, so hurry up and get your tickets. Yeah, and while you're talking about that, a lot of people don't know that there's a difference. Yeah. There is a difference. There's short form, long form. Yeah, so if you're, uh, so yeah, they're called short form and long form, and so when you come to see our shows, you'll, You'll most likely see, obviously, one of one of the, if you're seeing an improv show, if it's a short form show, it'll be more like games, more like whose line, more audience participation, guessing games, real kind of a little bit of a faster pace, more, a little bit more focused on like the funny or like trying to get to the funny. Clever and quip, quippy kind of things right. like that, right? We still try to do like more character driven stuff, but it's still got that element. And then long form is more like, um, we like to just refer to it as like, it's unscripted theater, basically. So you're going to see characters in different scenes, and there might be themes for throughout the whole show. or And there are different types of long forms, like the one that Abby and I do takes place in one location in real time. Others have multiple scenes with different characters and stuff. So those are the main differences. It's like really kind of more quick and more gamey, and then the other one's more theater-based scenic. That's and, how I would maybe describe it. And we 
the class that I took and what I see you do more often is long form. Right. It's about character development and, and those kinds of things that you yeah. focus on, which to me, just from my perspective, is is far more interesting. And it's it's a lot more fun. And the audience, your, the audience is, goes for a ride. Yeah. Like that's that you're going in each scene is like this. So it's not just as if you're just going to watch one thing and then you go home. It's, it's going to keep happening. It's just a, yeah. a lot of fun. And you, you put some really great people through, uh, through the ringer. Nope. That's nope. not right. Nope. No. <laughs> through, through the class. And they, yes. They come out and they have a great time. Yeah. And, uh, and then also just one more time, please. because I feel like your audience would, would appreciate. <laughs> We've got that stand up show August 14th with those four. Very talented and hilarious women. So get yeah. your tickets to that. Any chance you're going to, I don't know, host that and do a couple jokes on the top of that show? Or? Hell no. No? We're no. not doing it? Okay. No. All right. I'll, I'll get them into it, folks. Don't worry about it. We'll get them. Sure. Yeah. We'll get them going. Oh, you're the one going to yeah, gonna... teach me jokes? <laughs> teach <laughs> That's me what jokes. I do. I They're teach, all dead poet jokes. <laughs> society jokes. <laughs> yes. All references to yeah. <laughs> dead characters. That's no. right. Did you hear they're they're recreating Dead Poet Society? It was going to be a. It's going to be on CW. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a bunch of vampires. <laughs> you can't, they're can't, literal, literally literally they, dead poets. <laughs> they can't get laid. Yeah, and they just hang out in caves. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I'd songs. watch it. Probably yeah. watch that too. Yeah. Actually, the CW. If you're listening, don't do no, that. Don't, don't, don't do that, do that yeah. to that show, <laughs> that movie, please. <laughs> well, I was going to make a bad joke, but do it. Oh, okay. Uh, do you hear they're they're remaking Dead Poet Society? Are they? Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's it's going to be a cartoon version, and it's just it's starring. It's going to be taking place underwater. It's going to be starring a bunch of sea creatures. It's called Carp Diem. <laughs> wow, we waited. A, we waited for that. We gave more I just time. made that up. That Dead Poet Society joke, yeah. and I want the the listeners to know <laughs> that you wrote your Dead Poet Society <laughs> joke down because I watched you read it off oh your computer. Oh my god, I absolutely <laughs> did write that down because COVID <laughs> hates performers like Carpe like, Diem, like Carp Diem <laughs> hates fish flakes. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> We finished strong. We did. Yep, we did. Oof. Ryan, you want to dig us out of this? You mentioned it earlier, Queen City Comedy Experience. Mm-hmm. I misspoke the date, uh, September 7th through the 12th, not the 11th. You know, it's hard September to find good help September 7th through here, the 12th, right? Queen City Comedy yeah. Experience. Check it out. Uh, yeah. Dates at uh, queencitycomedy.com, I believe, is the website for that. So that's coming up. Also, Charlotte Shout Charlotte will be heavily Shout. involved in uh, Charlotte Shout. Just uh, confirm. A little bit louder now. Today. Uh-huh. I, uh, nice. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> and um, in conjunction with uh, Charlotte Shout, Queen City Podcast Festival coming up in September Ooh. as well. So yep. all kinds of stuff I, I plan on sleeping in October. Yeah, yeah it's going to be bad. Be, yeah, yeah, it's going to be He's, rough. Uh, we literally pulled in every direction. I'm concerned about you, if I'm being honest. Yeah, He's well, also moving that the, week, yeah. the start, first right. week of all. He's got a basement, though. He does. Yes. It's where the bodies go. Yes. <laughs> no, the, you put the bodies in the floor. I've mm-hmm. been over this. Put the bodies. Got it. Let the bodies hit the floor. There it is. I knew it wasn't what I was (laughs) I know. Look at this. We're doing good. Put the bodies in the floor. I thought it was, put those bodies in the floor. (laughs) Gary? (laughs) Gary. Gary, put those bodies in the floor. (laughs) Yeah, put those bodies (laughs) in the floor. (laughs) Oh, that is. That took a turn. Oh, Oh, man. Carp diem, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to, yeah. Wait, Brian, we asked you to help. Not <laughs> yeah, I'm various. I, I pulled the plug on that. <laughs> Seize the day, boys. Well, what, <laughs> what else can I say? 
Forget the racism. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, listen. Thanks for listening, everybody, to Brought the Comedy to Zone Sonic. <laughs> Comedy Zone podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to check out check out Andrew Schultz uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Comedy Zone Charlotte. Tara Brown's Clean Brunch Show. Tara Brown's getting a lot of love on this podcast. Yeah, you know, her. I've actually never seen her perform, so Come I'm on. super excited. Yes, yeah, great. Uh, she is just that's what I've heard. Uh, just spectacular. We can't she's wait to have her. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna be wonderful. Come check out that show, please do. Uh, CLTComedyZone.com and uh, for Brian Baltashevitz and Kevin Shimko, I'm Jason Allen King. See you next week. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Baltashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 